With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to week two of the sick podcast with Kelly Singh. That's me, Kelly Singh. And I'm here to talk Arizona Cardinals with you. This is the second week we've been in existence. The first week, I will say, was a little rough for me, but mostly just because I wasn't super comfortable in my studio environment. Today, I feel so much better. And then you're going to see me again when I'm back home in Phoenix, where I live. I'm currently on the road working. So today I want to bring you a special guest, a friend of mine, Brent Summers. I've known him for quite a while in uh, the local Phoenix social media circle, and he is a big Cardinals fan, so I'm excited to have him on today. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. And we're back. Hearing that intro makes me excited for DeAndre Hopkins to get back, right? Oh, that'll be so exciting. So like I mentioned, I have a special guest today, my friend and fellow Arizonan, Brent Summers. Hey, Brent. How you doing, Kelly? Good to see you today. Yeah, great. It's so good to see you. I know you're in the middle of your work day, as am I, but luckily, this is kind of part of my work day. You're getting a chance to step away, and I really appreciate you making time for us. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate your time today. And hey, c- congrats on uh, you know your new role, and you know hopefully this this podcast it, it's exciting and and it'll be it'll be great to see you know what it what it how it unfolds during during the season this year. So, thank you. Yeah, it is super exciting. Uh, I feel so lucky to be part of the Sick Podcast Network. There are so many great shows that are starting up brand new and ones that have already been established. 
So super thrilled to be here. Super thrilled to have you as a guest. And the first thing I want to do is kind of kick off into a little bit about yourself. How long have you lived in Arizona? Let's just start there. How long have you lived in Arizona? Right. So I've lived in Arizona since 1979. So I'm not a native, but I've been here a long time. And so I've seen, obviously, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about the long storied history of of myself as as a Cardinal fan. Um, But that that obviously starts, you know, a bit earlier. So. Well, yeah. I mean, if it didn't start with Arizona, it must have started before that elsewhere, before they moved to the Valley. So why don't you give us that story? Because I haven't heard one quite like that before. Okay. Yeah. So I was actually born in Kansas, in the mid, in the Midwest, in the small uh, town in the, in the Southeast Kansas. And technically the town uh, received an award from Google earth being technically the center point of the United States. And so they have this nice little plaque in their city hall. It's a town of about 10,000 people. So with that, when I was about six years old, you know, I was always sort of watching sports with my, my dad and my family. And of course we were closer to Kansas city at, at the time. So all my family were Royals fans. They were Kansas City Chiefs fans. And I just adopted the Cardinals, um, both baseball and football at that time. And I've maintained my loyalty, you know, the my entire life. That's not going to change. So It's not going to change. What made you choose the Cardinals at that time? What drew you to them? I think at the time I was watching the game and, you know, it goes back a long way, but Jim Hart was their quarterback. It was just kind of a fun team. I was only six years old and I'm like, you know, I just, I like the way they play. You know, I, I, I like the, you know, it sounds kind of dumb, but the color scheme of the uniforms, something different. So I, I wanted to, uh, you know, adopt them and, and that's, that's what it, what, what, how it happened. So, and it was, uh, it was, it's been a struggle over the years, but I'll tell you a little bit about that. <laughs> it has been a struggle. I can totally relate to that in a sense. Over the years, I myself have been probably what most would have called a bandwagon Cardinals fan. However, mm-hmm. my excuse would be I play a lot of fantasy football and I have for many, many years. And it's so hard to cheer for both a fantasy team and feel really devoted to a local team. But as I've gotten older, it's become much easier to do that. And of course, I am. I'm a huge Ravens fan as well. I would say those are my two favorite teams and they both happen to be birds. I do want to touch on this before we talk more about your fandom. How do you feel about this year's hashtag? I am still out on it. I really don't like Bird City football. I don't. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah, when when I saw it, I'm like, what's this? You know, and I had to go and investigate a bit because you're, you're used to seeing Bird Gang and, you know, when that was adopted. And so I think there's, you know, there's been mixed mixed feedback on social media about about bird city football so it doesn't really 
I don't know, like it makes, makes sense, you know, from a, you know, a, a team perspective, but do you, do you know, Kelly, like how that was adopted? No. I don't, I imagine it was just the marketing team sitting back thinking it was a really good idea and working in marketing. I know that's usually how things happen. I just wish there might have been more consideration of the fandom because the bird gang has been established forever and is a very um, renowned, I would even say like world renowned, that's kind of big, but nationally renowned fan group. And they are at every tailgate there. If they don't make the tailgates, they will gather elsewhere at various local bars and you will see bird gang represented everywhere. Yeah. So I was really surprised to see when we landed with bird city football. I don't think Phoenix, other than having the Cardinals as a mascot, I don't know that Arizona is known for its bird. It just was weird. And they're yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. So why are we focusing on a city? Why is it Bird City? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's not, it, you know, it's not the Phoenix Cardinals anymore. So, and when right. they, you know, when they moved, when they moved from St. Louis to Phoenix back in 1988, they were the Phoenix Cardinals. And as you know, over mm -hmm. the years, you know, the, the state attempted you know, they, the state wanted to adopt them as, as the state's team. You know, there were there were fans all over the state that were cheering for them. So right. they had the name change. But uh, and we talk about the Phoenix Cardinals. That was when they moved here in 1988. Uh, we got season tickets right out of the gate. It, it was a great inaugural season. Um, Neil Lomax was the quarterback at the time. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks uh, in Cardinals history. He played uh, college ball at Portland State. But it was just a fun first season. Uh, there was a lot of excitement, you know, for the the football team here. Obviously, Arizona had the USFL. The Arizona Rattlers, um, you know, came on in recently in, in that in that time period. But when we went to the games at Sun Devil Stadium back in the late '80s, early '90s, a lot of the a lot of the fans were visiting fans so in many cases the visiting fans outnumbered the the home fans and so mm -hmm. what what that meant you know you get you get to the end of the third quarter when they cut off alcohol sales there were a lot of fights in the fourth quarter so you're so right i remember back in the day when there were so many fights among fans and i remember my dad he was like, yeah, I don't think it's just a good environment to bring you. I wanted to go so bad, but it was kind of bad news at that time because of, you know, it was just a different element. You don't necessarily bring a nine-year-old, 10-year-old girl into. <laughs> so yeah. I definitely felt like I was missing out because I was in grade school and all the kids were wearing the starter jackets, but they were... Mm -hmm. Uh, at the time, everybody was a Cowboys fan or a 49ers fan, I feel like, or possibly Oakland. You know, it was like those three cities seemed to dominate at least right. my grade school. 
Yeah, and, and that's the way it was in the stands as well. You know, so when the, when those teams came to the Valley, you know, Cowboys fans, Raiders fans, and yeah, as a kid, and as a, even as a home fan, it's intimidating going mm-hmm. into that environment, knowing that, you know, you have to watch what you say to the visiting fans. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting dynamic between the two the two sides. So, and at the time, Back in, in, you know, when they first, after the first couple of years, you could actually scalp a ticket for, for five or 10 bucks. So it was really easy to find tickets. I mean, you know, if you go back to the early 90s, the mid 90s, those were the lean years. Uh, we had a lot of four and 12 seasons, five and 11. It mm-hmm. didn't really, you know, they were definitely the lean years until we get into when they drafted Jake Plummer um, after the 97 season or after 96 and when you get into that following season where they finished nine and seven and and they went to the playoffs. So. Yes. I think that's um, when it was really hard to be a fan, but still I loved being an Arizona native. I mean, you might as well been a native. You've been here, you know, Mm -hmm. since young childhood and being in Arizona that long, it's unique. It really is. We have so many transplants here. And if you go to games today, you will still see a huge mix of fans, albeit the Cardinals fans do at this time outnumber opposing fans. But there's a healthy crowd no matter who's playing. Like I went to even the preseason Ravens and Cardinals Mm -hmm. and sat in the Ravens team section. And it wasn't that intimidating. I did feel somewhat intimidated walking in, but you can spot, you know, other Ravens fans. I I feel bad saying this, but I was cheering for both sides, but I did wear Ravens gear because it's very few and far between that I get to see the Ravens play in Phoenix. So it was really exciting. Um, But that's something I love about Arizona is that there's such a mix, a mixture of fandom across the sports world. And I feel like it hits most in football. I don't know if you see the same observation or not, but that's how I felt. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree, Kelly. Uh, I think it, you know, it does sort of hit, you know, NFL and, and football the most because it is such... You know, everyone loves football. Um, so, yeah, I, I know you're a Ravens fan. You always have been. And and one, you, you know, the Arizona connection. So, you you know the player Terrell Suggs. And he he played his high school ball in Arizona yep. uh, at, at Hamilton High School. He actually was, a you know, he played a couple positions. He was a running back at, at the time. And then he moved on to Arizona State. And so... I'm an ASU fan as well. I watched him play in in an, a bowl game at the time. We wanted him to stay. He went on to the NFL, and he was very successful, you know, with with the Ravens. So, yep, I love me some T Sizzle, and that was part of my yeah. my favorite thing was it had that hometown connection. It made me cheer for him even more. I love that a lot, and I know what a big ASU fan you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's talk about last week, but not too long because I I had a good 
20 minutes of last week talk and it just kind of bummed me out trying to find highlights to be excited about but you got to be excited about what you what you can so there were some highlights we did see some kyler murray um, rushing yards we did see a few defensive plays and recoveries i don't even know if there were a few but we'll use a few <laughs> but it wasn't what i expected to see last week what about you yeah, so I think when, when you go into the season opener, obviously they've modified the preseason a, a little bit. So, and, and you know, a lot of the starters are not playing that final preseason game. I, I think everyone, it, you know, the entire fan base is excited. The The results definitely, you know, I, I think it's more of a hangover of, of last year. So if you, if you look at the Cardinals – they're one and six in their last seven games going back to, to last season. So, you know, you think, are we going to see the Cardinals uh, from, la- you know, the end of last year? Are we going to see the Cardinals that had that amazing undefeated start in the first half of the season? So, and I think Kansas City is a really good team. So the, the mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, he, he's at the top of his game. Uh, we know they lost Tyree Kill. They replaced him with, you know, some other weapons, but he really did a really good job uh, spreading the ball around, you know, making, going through his progressions. They were able to run the ball. They were able to, to throw the ball. Um, It was definitely not a great performance for the Cardinals. And so what happens is that if this is what we're going to see right out of the gate in, in week one, normally after, after a blowout like that, the team comes back and, and, right. you know, they're, they're prideful and they say, we, we, you know, like Cliff Kingsbury said, you have to practice better in order to play better. So hoping to see a better performance against the Raiders and those players are going to step up. I, it's going to be a, it's going to be a close game uh, this week. Um, but there's a number of factors again that are going to come to play. Yeah, there really are. The Raiders are, you know, no slouch this year. Uh, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams' amazing performance with Derek Carr last week. I feel like they had a really great chemistry, and that's something that we're really going to have to try and contain. Um, Waller, excellent tight end. Again, someone we're going to have to try and contain. I think my biggest concern was the amount of total yardage. It was garbage. It was 200, I don't know, 40 yards or something ridiculous like that. And moving the ball at less than five yards per play average. Oh, that's so awful. Right. Yeah, I think when I I was looking at the box score as as the game was progressing and I was looking at each drive and I want to say six of their drives resulted in four plays or less. So it was just not, it was not a good, not a good showing. So I'm hoping that they come back. I think it's going to be definitely more of an even game. You know, the offensive line for uh, the, the Raiders is a little more suspect. So we'll be able to get a push, but you know, Derek Carr is going to spread the ball around, you know, he mm-hmm. don't forget about Hunter Renfro, you know, right. um, he's going to utilize Hunter Renfro Darren Waller is going to get his yards, uh, obviously Devontae Adams, and then Josh Jacobs. 
as well. So, and he may have, he, he has his ups and downs during the year, but I think you, right. they're going to give a healthy dose of Josh Jacobs as well. I think you're right. And I'm hopeful that we can um, maybe see Watt back again this week. That would be excellent. Perhaps Rondale Moore. I mean, a hamstring injury, though, is not something you can just bounce back from. So while he's listed as questionable, I'm, I'm hesitant to think that he'll play. But who knows? You know, maybe he will. And we'll have another receiving weapon. I really did enjoy seeing um, the work. There were two really great plays that I loved between Marquise Brown and um, Kyler Murray. And that was, you know, a long, a long pass. I think it was like 27 yards. So that is a long pass. And it was probably the most yardage that actually boosted the average yards to be where they were. Um, which is still abysmal, but I enjoyed seeing that because that's something that Brown excels at. He excels at the longer passes, and I know he's really been working hard on catching. I was very hard on Hollywood Brown last season. He had the yips, it, it appeared at one point, and the Ravens had him catching soccer balls to try and um, just get back some confidence. And then he made that yeah. great play in the back of the end zone, right in the corner, catching the ball. Um, so that was probably my favorite parts of the game. Did you have anything different that was your favorite part or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you talk about Hollywood Brown and, and you can't, um, he, he is a great talent and, and you know that him and Kyler Murray, you know, have that chemistry g- going back quite a ways. So I, he was super excited about coming here. And I, I know, obviously, that just creates, you know, again, an additional connection for you, knowing that he came from Baltimore. Right. He's always one of the leaders in, in the league in, in air yards. So, you know, I think he's going to stretch the field. He gives, you know, K1 the the opportunity to, you know, go for those long balls and, and, and I think they will succeed uh, th- this season for sure. So, but again, week one, uh, you put it behind you, you, you go into week two, and I, I think you'll have more opportunities as the season unfolds. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another thing I saw from a receiver perspective is that, you know, Greg Dortch, you know, he came in mm-hmm. the preseason. He had a really good preseason. Uh, he had a few, you know, really nice, nice catches, and he's going to continue to get playing time, especially if, if he sort of uh, steps up like that. So if Rondell Moore can't go or if they're still struggling, you know, obviously, you know, DeAndre's out. So he continues to, to make plays. He's going to be another option. So, yeah, I don't know that I saw that coming. I, I do know that he played well in the preseason. I don't know that I saw that coming in game one even though Rondell Moore was out, it was exciting to see. I love seeing players that you don't normally um, see take a spotlight. So that was super fun and exciting. And then I think once Rondell does get back, what I would love to see is that, you know, slot, like right up the middle, get that Mm -hmm. five, 10 yards, get the fourth down 
conversion, all of those things that we want to see out of Rondale and then complement that with Hollywood Brown getting that long deep ball. It's going to be really great. I know that you have to run. I appreciate your time. I love that you think it's going to be a, a close game, a good game. I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful that it's exciting and fun and goes right down to the wire with a Cardinals win because, of course, there are some fantasy points on the line. <laughs> so I yeah, like absolutely. it when it's very competitive. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much, Brent, for coming on. I hope to have you on again later this season. You have some really insightful points to add to to my colorful commentary yeah no absolutely i kelly i do have one other thing to, to say about the upcoming yes. game and i think uh we're looking forward to seeing you know i think there was some disappointing play from the linebackers core mm -hmm. so zaven collins isaiah simmons you know i think those two guys are, are are keys you know in the middle they have to step up and so hopefully you know again it's it's about pride right so we're gonna see hopefully a more collective effort by the entire team but uh yeah i mean you know i'm i'm a fantasy i, I play fantasy as well um i will tell you if you go back we're talking about the early 90s for the cardinals my first time playing fantasy was in 1991 my roommate and i in college we we're in a, in a small league he got out the monday sports page out of the newspaper and that's how we were tracking time so that's where we were tracking the points for fantasy. So, but obviously way more advancement now, way more analytics. Um, it, it, it's fun. Uh, you, obviously, you know, you get to watch all the games and, and be vested in a lot of them. So I'm hoping, you know, again, thank you again, Kelly. I appreciate your time having me on the, the SIG podcast. And I'm more than willing to come back later this, this season to, to be another guest. So. Yay. I agree with you 100%. I think that we will need to have that defensive line definitely step up, do more. And um, I mentioned that pride thing on Tuesday as well. I think they will mm -hmm. want to show they've got what it takes. So let's cheer on those cards. Go Bird City football. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, yeah, I just say go cards. Let's, let's go, let's go, go get cards. the first win and go from there. So, all right. Thanks so much, Brent. I really appreciate you again and have an amazing rest of your day. Yeah. Thanks Kelly. Good, good team. My friend, uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. You bet. So there you have it, my friends, an interview with a fan plucked right from the depths of Bird City football, my friend Brent Summers. You can find him at BrentS47 on Twitter and join in the conversation with another Cardinals fan. So I'll be back on Tuesday. We'll discuss the game. In the meantime, Feel free to reach out to me at Kelly in Phoenix and to the pod at SickPodKelly. I'll see you again next week. Thanks. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.